Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T-52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. All right, boys, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, Fabrica 5. Oh, yeah. It's a handcrafted and artisan story with the strong foundation of Rob Isla from Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame with Hamlet Paredes, Master Blender, and Cuban Cigar Legend. Love you, Rob. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners, they can get 10% off Con Anazo 5-packs and 25-count bundles starting right now. Using code LIZARDN6. That's coupon code LIZARDN6. What is Carlos Anzo says it? <laughs> <laughs> you can get worldwide free shipping as well on all orders over $125 US. The website is Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. That's right. The more you buy, the more you save. Exactly. And it's important to note, boys, the Cononazo is the same size. Siglo 6. Siglo 6. Can't wait exactly, to try it. From Cohibo. Oh, yeah. These cigars are crafted and refined by feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the FOH community, and customers. That's How hard-nosed you. were you on that tasting yeah. panel? <laughs> yeah. I was pretty hard-nosed. You know, you are an elite insider. <laughs> Right. Did, did you retrohale? I just want to make sure you did. You can literally jump on the FOH forum right now and post detailed reviews that go straight to the powers that be. And you can tell Gizmo every <laughs> note that you got that he didn't Correct. from the retrohale. And Gizmo likes to get calls at 2 a.m. in bed. <laughs> Be part- <laughs> Become part of the FOH community today. Fabrica 5 is direct from the farm in Honduras to your hand, and they ship out of Miami, so there's no customs nightmare, which is awesome. That's awesome. Oh, Pagoda, you're safe. (laughs) Fair enough, you know. (laughs) Again, use code LIZARDN6, all one word, no space, for 10% off Cononazo, five packs, and 25-count bundles starting right now at Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. Free shipping on orders over $125 U.S. Must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo, and tonight I'm joined by Rooster, Pooba, Senator, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some whiskey, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 30th official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a Cupid cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We do a deep dive on Cuba's new approach to cigar pricing. We debate Cohiba and Trinidad becoming luxury brands. And we read a listener email, all among a variety of other things for the next hour. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we pair Suntory Japanese Whiskey with the K Dorsey Coronas Claro. Our first K Dorsey on the pod tonight, the Coronas Claro, a beautiful, sharp wrapper from this Marca, the first one we've done. Uh, we, I think all of us in this room, really are loving this cigar. So I'm so glad that we're doing this as our first uh, K Dorsey. It's a little hard to find, but we'll get into that. Beautiful wrapper. It's 42 ring gauge by 
five and five eighths inches. So, boys, let's cut this thing. See, what we're getting on the cold draw. The Coronas Claro. This, oh my this God. marker has an interesting history, I'll tell you. Honestly, it's the most citrusy cold draw yeah. I think you'll ever get on any cigar. It's amazing. Wow. Senator. You know, honestly, I think this cigar was made for you. Well, as a guy who calls out citrus as much as you do. It's true. No, I'm serious. It's not to get offended by that. <laughs> Why? But that's a flavor you seek. No, I, it's I, not bad. I like it. This is really a unique stick. Very unique. Definitely citrus, a little like shortbread. Yeah. Hmm. Draws wide open. Yeah, yep. mine, mine's perfect. I took the tiniest bit off the end, and it's same. wide open. Yeah, same, yeah, it's amazing. Same. Same. Yeah. same. Mm. Uh, the tight, tight, in, you know, in virtually not invisible seams, but very tight seams. Um, so this is fresh, right? 21? Yeah. Yeah, mm. January 21. And Rooster. These, these and they're from amazing. the Partagas factory. Rooster gave me my first one ever. Yeah, same yeah. from, yeah, Rooster found these. Same. Yeah. Turned us all onto these. Yep. So. Yeah, there's, they're well regarded, so. Let's light this thing, boys. The Coronas Claro by K. Dorsey. A, once again, a 42 ring gauge by 5 and 5 eighths inches. A cigar that originally came out in 1974 and uh, has been a staple of the K. Dorsey line ever since. Not as popular, well, I shouldn't say popular, not as easy to get as the QD50 or the QD54 from K. Dorsey. Um, but this cigar is beloved. Wow. Really beautiful flavor right off the bat. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting like a creaminess that I didn't remember the first time I smoked this. It's like a creamsicle. Yeah, orange, wow. orange creamsicle. Orange creamsicle, yeah. exactly. It's, it's yeah. outrageous. Wow. It's outrageous. Yeah, I mean, the citrus is like an orange peel, orange. Honestly, you know, it's almost oh, like, so an, it's like an infused cigar. It's so flavorful. I'm deadly serious. All I'm getting is orange creamsicle, and it's Senator, amazing. Senator, I'm, yeah. I'm right there yeah, with, you. with you. This amazing. is incredible. Yeah. And the reason why these are so hard to find is because they only roll like once, once a year, maybe twice a year. Is that right? Yeah. Must be very expensive. And I find that every box that I've seen is from the Partagas factory. How much are these? It's about 400 now a box. Yeah. And it's about to go up. We could talk about that, too. Well, like everything else. I think we're going to be placing a bulk order. Oh, yes. Master. Master Crate. Master Crate. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is one of those cigars that, and we've talked about it a little bit, like all day today, knowing we were going to do this on the pod tonight, all day today I have been thinking about smoking this cigar. Yeah. It is just one of those cigars that just has, it's like branded my brain with. Well, it's, it distinguishes itself with the flavor that it has. It's, it's just refreshing. It's very different. delicious. Very different. Yeah, really it's not really mild. It's like a like medium. Like a medium. medium yeah, you know? medium. Yeah. You guys getting any spice on this? Like not yet, really. No, not, not for yet. me. I'm enjoying the the citrus note, the creaminess. Uh, it, to me, it, yeah. To me, it doesn't. It, it's very unique. It doesn't taste like anything in the Habana Sese catalog that I've had. Um, really, like, I wouldn't say it. It's very, it's, it's, it's differentiated. I agree. I think from, you know, if you, I couldn't tell you that this tastes close to really. Um, Anything we know. Any, like, yeah, like you, you're not like, oh, well, this is like if this cigar, you know, I, mated with this cigar and had a baby, 
Like that's this is what it would taste like. It it's really very. I think it, it's very unique. I wonder if you would be dismissive of of this comment. I would say that people who like the cigars that we've done, the El Rey del Mundo Schwa Supreme, and the Cohiba Sigla Two, if you yeah. like them, I think you will like this. Yes, absolutely, because it it does have some of those. It has some of that, but there's a more like for me. It's like there's a deeper, richer experience in the background that's going on. There's something, I, I can't pinpoint exactly what it is. Maybe I'll get there, but there's something special about what's, there's a balance, I guess, in this cigar that's unique. I agree with you. I, I think it's complex. And I think for a cigar that's, you know, a year old or two years old, three years old is the oldest one I've had. Yeah. To deliver what it does. Yeah. At the price point it does. is It's a very special cigar. Yeah. I mean, we talk about how there are certain Cubans that smoke really well young, and I might put this at the top. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, this does not taste like a 2021 cigar. Yeah, it's crazy. No, it it doesn't. And the size is wonderful. It is. Now, we we also had the 2018s, right? Yeah. Do you remember any uh, flavors like from I've had both. I've had both, and they are neck and neck. To me. to me, this is a bit more flavorful than the one you gave me in the past. I'm getting yeah. more here. Out of this, the younger one. I am. Yeah. I, I think they're very neck and neck rooster, but it also plays to the idea that the, the latest, the recent crop has been just very, very strong. So mm-hmm. strong in quality, I mean, not strength. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing with the D4s that we have had, you know, lately, how oh, good yeah. they've smoked. Yeah. They're smoking the, the Rast, the Monty Twos. Monty Twos. Monty Twos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've been, uh, we've been very, very lucky with the, with the, recent boxes we've gotten so um k dorsey uh was founded in 1973 and was commercially available in from 1974 which is when this cigar came out and right now they're only making three cigars in regular production this cigar the coronas claro there's a number 50 uh which is a 50 ring gauge by four and three eighths inches which is a petite robusto and then they also make a robusto I guess it would be a larger Robusto, uh, 54 ring gauge by five and three quarters called the QD54. So we've had them all. Um, We all have boxes. I think of almost all of them. This one takes the cake for me in the market, and it's very different than the other two cigars. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. Agreed. Um, What I found cool about this as I was reading that that this brand, obviously its name kind of leads to this, this understanding, but the impetus for the brand came from the French economy and finance minister in the 1970s. Um, who proposed uh, creating a cigar with a light flavor that could be paired well with French products like uh, champagne and foie gras. And that's how uh, they brought this to Cuba Tobacco in the early 70s and kind of created a French-inspired marca of Habanos. Can you say foie gras again? How do you pronounce it? Dude, let me tell you something. I have had such difficulty with the intro thing. It's foie gras. Dude, foie gras. Dude, listen, man. Foie. Foie. I'm having a a hell of a time with the intro thing that I'm doing with all the Spanish names on it. You're doing great. Por la Renaga. That's not easy, actually. (laughs) I was sitting with three Spanish guys who speak. Yeah, three guys who speak perfect Spanish. One's Dominican, one's Puerto Rican. The other day at the clubhouse, they couldn't pronounce it. <laughs> Very challenging. What was it? Foie gras? Foie gras? Foie. No, no, Foie? The, the latter. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm embarrassing the, uh, the French mm. contingent of the lizards. But anyway, so, um, you know, this has long time been a, uh, a local marca 
um, focused almost entirely on the French market, and that changed in 2005. So you really couldn't get these outside of France until 2005. So three standard production, but we know of another cigar called the Ballback. Is that a regional? Yeah, regional. Yeah. For what area? I don't know. I think um, Rooster, Rooster had them, right? Yeah. Let me look. Yeah, Rooster's a big spender. The Ballback. No, got, I got like a five or something. A thousand bucks for that? It was made for <laughs> Lebanon. The Ballback was made for Lebanon. Lebanese. Yeah, that's uh, the car from what I, I haven't had one, but there was like a lot of hype around it. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, then I think what we uh, what I heard back was eh, mm. men's and men's in the cigar versus the price. Like, Not worth the money. Yeah, like a lot of regionals, but. Yep. So the, uh, the Coronas Claros, just another. Uh, programming note on these cigars they only come in a semi-boit nature box of 25 cigars it's the only way to get them mm -hmm. there's so no other configuration this was called the there was a cigar called a claro claro that was discontinued in 1995 and then you know this came and then turned it into this corona claros not to jump ahead but has anyone taken a sip of this really delicious japanese scotch i haven't let's talk about it i mean I really like it. It's light, but very flavorful. Yeah. Now, Grinder's not here, but I'll be the Scotch police for there you. Go. We can't call it a Scotch. It's oh, not from Scotland. It's a whiskey. It's oh. Japanese whiskey. Whiskey. Japanese whiskey. So, uh, Rooster. Rooster, you would like this. Is it like the hibiki? I haven't had that. But it's so smooth and a little, a little light, but very tasty. Mm, that's really nice. Pairs great with this cigar. Yeah. A summer, summer whiskey. Yeah. So what is this called again? Senator? Uh, Suntory. Suntory. Suntory Japanese whiskey. Don't they make beers too? They might. That's Sapporo. Sapporo. I thought Suntory too. I'm not sure. Love Sapporo beer. I would imagine that that whiskey, is that whiskey hard to find? No. No. It's relatively ubiquitous? Yeah. I would buy that. Yeah, that's really nice. I kind of like it. That's I was that's just thinking with COVID maybe. I mean, the I funny. Mean, I mean, no, before that it wasn't, but. Or with no, like the supply chain problem. This is pretty readily available. And the funny thing is a lot of places have it because sort of like we were talking about, um, we've mentioned many times, uh, Johnny Walker Black Label. <clears throat> That's great mixed like with club soda. So like you'll see a lot of places like that make like a whiskey cocktail. They'll use Suntory in it. Mm. Um, but this is the first time I'm having it neat or, I mean, we have ice with this, but with nothing else in it. And um, it's pretty pleasant. It, it has a little bite for me, but the, the nose is extremely floral, yeah. very summery, and um, it's a pretty light, just nice, easygoing summer yes. whiskey. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I think summery is a nice way to put it. I it think works great on the deck. Exactly. You need maybe three chips of ice with this guy and this cigar, man. Wow. Yeah. In the shade, 80-degree day. Yeah, this cigar is good. Yeah. I mean, take a puff of the cigar right after you take a sip of the yeah. whiskey. I, it really like accentuates like, the creaminess that you get in the cigar. I'll take credit for the pairing. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. He was just standing there. When <laughs> I was just yeah, watching you guys. I, grabbed it. <laughs> I was yeah. witness. So what do you guys think about like a beer with this? You know, like I think a, it'd be like really a good. blue moon. Blue moon would be great. Like a yeah. wheat, wheat yeah. beer with a yeah, you know, yeah. any Belgian Slice beer would, uh, would Belgian work beer. really well. Like a yeah. Belgian triple. Good, good call, rooster. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. I'm noting the noticing the labels orange. Yeah, you know, <laughs> right? Or is that yellow? It's marketing. 
It's orange. It's like a yeah, yellowy orange. So good. Yeah, it's a good cigar. It's very enjoyable. It's burning like razor sharp. Yeah. Nice. Now, as I think about where I would slot this in, yeah. Could you smoke these once a week? Have one stick a week? If I had more of them, I'd smoke them three times a week. I agree. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of there with you. Oh, Absolutely. wow. Okay. I would smoke this cigar a lot. <laughs> wow. I mean, if I had boxes of this during the summer months, I'd smoke one every day. I'd blow through them. Yeah. Daily. Oh, that's, I'm not kidding. That's great uh, to hear. This that's is cool. an absolute daily driver for spring, summer, outside. Fantastic. I think yeah. for almost any, I mean, it's just a really solid cigar. Yeah. Um, and, like, I'm not a huge fan of... of uh, of QD, mm. um, but um, the other, the, you know, the other ring gauges. I'm not like really bullish on those. Mm. I, I I agree with you. I, I think the 54 tastes amazing. I like that. Uh, I just don't yeah. love that ring gauge. I was, you know, uh, Senator. I think uh, and I were talking about it the other day at the lounge. Maybe you and I were as well. The only the only cigar in a 54 that really I I think about a lot and kind of crave is the E2. Um, most of the other stuff in 54 I like, but I just don't love that ring gauge. I just wish that that flavor was yeah. delivered in something closer to this. You yeah. Know? Yeah. The 50 is good, but it's just so different than the 54 in this. Yeah. yeah. So, this is the best QD out there. I agree. Awesome. I agree. That's yeah. awesome. Remind me again, the, ra- the wrapper, that's uh, natural. It's a Colorado, Colorado shade. Colorado. Colorado shade. Okay. Ton of flavor. It has like a reddish hue to it, the wrapper. Yeah. Awesome. It's like Colorado Claro, but it's a Corona Claro. Yeah, yeah really, really nice. Mm-hmm. And the size is so good. Yeah. It, it is feels so, so good in your hand. It's, it's perfect. 42 by what? 145 and 5 eighths? 5 and 5 eighths. I don't right. know what that converts yeah. to. Yeah, it's, it's a, a great 142. Great... 42 by 142. It's a great spring gauge. Yeah. Honestly, a delicious pairing. All, Agree. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's a perfect pairing. It's excellent. Bang bang. Home run. Yeah, unexpected home run, actually. You know, a yeah. lot of a lot of people like larger ring gauge cigars. You know, they do. Um, Why do you think that is? <clears throat> wow. I think they get well. They give off a lot of combustion. And That's what I was going to say. Like, I reach for a partigas. Like the, the cigar that puts out more smoke than anything in my humidor is a partigas E two. Yeah. When <laughs> I've had a rough day and I just want clouds of smoke. That's exactly what I pull for that reason. Yeah. You, know, you just turn into a chimney. You know, there's times when you're just like, I just want plumes of like crazy smoke. But this is like, this is a sophisticated cigar. Not yeah. that an E2 isn't, because it's refined or a Kanye. Mm-hmm. They're really good cigars. There's, but this has a lot, this size, this particular size, I think is. Uh, it looks elegant. It's very sophisticated. I like mm-hmm. it. And they, they, the smaller ring gauge just can deliver. Sometimes they just really deliver. Yeah. I think you're totally wise. right. I think you're totally right. Sorry, Giz, just to go back to the, the whiskey for a second. Sure. Uh, the price point on this thing was ridiculous. Shocking. Good. So cheap. 40 bucks. 40 <laughs> bucks. 40 bucks. Is right? $40. I thought it was like Japanese and exotic and imported <laughs> no they have some so the thing is there's no age statement on this but the japanese whiskeys that do have age statements like a lot of single malts those get higher in price like hibiki oh, i, I want to rea- say i didn't realize this didn't have an age statement i didn't no. catch that when we bought it yeah. i've like God. never been with someone like an individual and they've been like i'll have like let's get some scotch and they're like hibiki <laughs> <laughs> you gotta like, spend more time with pagoda hibiki hibiki um great 
So, so is is the whiskey a blend? Yeah, it is. It's a blend. It's a blend. It's a blend. Is that it's why they don't, they don't write the Never year is. I I presume. Right. Well, what about like Johnny Walker and stuff like Black Label? Is there a year statement? Yeah, on that? or that. I guess that there's an example like Johnny Walker. The 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 Black Label now they put a 12 year age statement, but I guess what's in here is probably so young they there there's nothing really to advertise. Yeah. Poop is happy. Yeah, oh yeah. I think it's funny that the that senator's drinking blended scotch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a man of the people. What can I say? Uh oh. I mean, between the garden. I'm here. The garden. I, I'm, a, I'm looking at this blended scotch and I'm about to stroke out, thinking about drinking it. This blend, this goddamn blend. No meanwhile, pleasantly. Meanwhile, pleasantly surprised. Says the guy. Uh, says the guy sitting here with his shirt tucked in, just coming from his uh, country club. <laughs> Touche. Fucking big shots. So let's. Uh, we talked about it. Uh, I think an episode or two ago. So and and Puba wasn't here. So I'm, I I know he has some pretty strong opinions on it. So uh, Habanos announced in the last week or two that uh, specifically they're changing the model and how they view Cohiba and uh, Trinidad uh, as global luxury brands. And they're going to be changing the pricing to kind of match what's going on in Hong Kong wh where they're paying ridiculous prices for gray market and direct cigars. And it's going to affect everybody. It's disgusting. So, you know, Puba and I and, and Senator and all of us on the group chat were having a really good discussion. And Puba had some really interesting points about it um, because I'm, I'm certainly a little fearful of what it's going to do to the overall market. Yet the rest of the markets are going to go up about 7%. But these are going to go up quite a bit, apparently. So I'm curious what, you're, what you think. Uh, uh, well, I think that, well, it sounds to me what little information we have because it's not like everyone has so much information. There's been these press releases or these, I don't even know, publicate. You can't tell truth from fiction, but it sounds the general consensus is that Cohiba and Trinidad are gonna go up and that's significantly. And that's probably true and possibly sustainable because it's almost like if you think about like high-end real estate and when there's like a, like, you know, in a, in a weird real estate market, sometimes the high-end stuff, like, holds. It stays. So people are paying cash for they can afford it because, you know, they give zero fucks. They have money. So there's so... I'm getting to something. Yeah, yeah. But so what I'm... my What I'm questioning or wondering about or curious about when this plays out is a couple of things. One, okay, let's say hypothetically these prices are going up because you see sellers and retailers... Like they're raising prices, like as if the stock that they have has already been up, like has already been, you know, they're they're like ahead of the inventory that they haven't even bought at the higher price yet. So that's a whole other scam, Absolutely. a little gouge thing that's going on, and that doesn't create the best goodwill for anybody doing business. That's one, and 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 the second thing is is due to the taxes in Europe. And it's not just it's not just London and the UK, Spain, right? You know, Spain. Yeah. The, you know, these are semi-socialist countries. I'm not getting political, but they just are. That the taxes are much higher. I mean, if you're going to go off and live in, you know, uh, you know, Norway or like Sweden, like you're definitely paying a lot of tax on everything. 
um, and that includes tobacco. So uh, how, what's the market going to, is the demand, my thing I'm curious about, and I'll put it to the group is, I mean, will a Brit in that market pay 37, more than 37, 38, 39, $40 for a Partagas Robusto? Will they, is there a market for that? I mean, will, is there? I don't, you know, maybe Habano say knows something that, you know, everybody else doesn't know. But to me, with inflation and people with having less money in their pocket, I mean, everybody. That's the question I put to the group. Will this materialize in, the, in some of the more standard production stuff? I just don't know. Or is this just hyperbolic? I, I, you know my, what I mean? My like, opinion is that, that Habanos is being incredibly reactionary to what has happened, you know, with COVID and with demand and with their uh, manufacturing issues. I feel that this is more reactive than a really intelligent, you know, finance marketing play by them to adjust to the current circumstances. Cur- agreed. And, the other and thing I think it's going to catch up in a couple of years. And the other thing that I find inter- interesting, and I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on uh, Habano's essays distribution model. However, I would imagine that Pacific Cigar and 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 H&F certainly get it's not like they certainly get volume discounts. It's not like well we're raising the price. Well that means we're raising it on at the, at the same exact rate as every distributor as every regional distributor is getting the price raised on them exactly well. If, so if I come to Hunters and Franco, or if I go to, if I'm a regional d- distributor, it's not like they can distribute every single cigar throughout the entire two distributors throughout the entire world single-handedly. It has to go touch a lot of different hands. So I'm gonna now, like, so they can Habano Cascade can just predict. Everyone can just predict what the end user price is gonna be based on not based on how many hands it touches to get to the end user. I don't buy that. In other words, like I don't buy that. This is just an arbitrary price hike, and Habana SA is just going to charge the distributors this, and they have no negotiating power whatsoever. Bullshit. And these regional distributors have no negotiating power. Bullshit. Do big retailers have no negotiating power with their distributors? Bullshit. So I just don't. I just think that it's not this black and white. Like this is going up this percent, this percent, this percent, and everything's going to trickle down. I could be wrong about all this and maybe it's just you know you're dealing with a communist country and they're just going to raise the price and it's arbitrary and it's going to be what it's going to be and they can just say fuck you to the world i mean i don't know so i'll I'll say this here here are my thoughts yes they can raise the price arbitrarily and in the short term find people who will pay it and i say that because like you know, Gizmo, you describe what they're doing as this is now a luxury product. They're sort of trying to build a pricing model around that. Obviously, as a person who is a watch collector and loves loves watches, that model around luxury goods is such that every year they come up with a percentage increase. It is completely arbitrary, right? There doesn't need to be COVID for them to say all of a sudden we're going to increase at 9%. It's whatever they think the consumer is willing to pay. Now, what I worry with cigars versus a what I would truly consider a luxury mm-hmm. product like a high-end watch or a high-end handbag for women or some of these other things that retain value and are not consumable products that like, you know, you smoke this cigar, poof, it's mm-hmm. gone. 
right? right? Like you wear that watch or, you know, a woman wears that handbag and it exists 10, 50 years from when you bought it yeah. and it's still worth a, a lot of money. A Louis Vuitton handbag doesn't go out of style. You no, can it doesn't. pass it down. Maybe exactly. That's exactly. Right. Yeah. And so what I worry with cigars is in the short term, sure, are there people in London, Hong Kong, New York, LA that will pay whatever ridiculous price for some of these cigars? No doubt about it. But what I worry about is long term with pricing so ridiculous. I mean, you describing like $40 for a D4. Is that going to continue to capture younger? And I mean younger, not by children, right? I mean younger by like folks in their you know late 20s, 30s who are getting into cigars um, or early 20s even um, who want to enjoy this product, but at that price point are going to say, well, forget yeah, that. I'm not going to spend $40 every time. And so I worry while the demand right now is so hot, when all of us age out of that market, that's right, right. When we're not here. Fantastic point. I yeah. hope that there'll be that next generation that's going to say like, this is a really intriguing hobby and product that mm -hmm. I'm really passionate about. But if the price point is set too high, when people don't have that level of disposable income early in their life, they may be I killing. I worry that they will. They're going to kill their own market. Exactly. Yeah. They're so killing their own market. That's my take. I worry about the long-term implication. Right. Right. I think short-term, they know they can get away with it, and they'll obviously make more money. There's no doubt there. But I do worry about the long-term impact that could have on demand in the industry. But here's a question: in the luxury world, so what you're wearing on your wrist, the less they make of that reduces the distribution and of course the value goes up because they're not as available this is a little different do you do you see any of you do you foresee a, a, a reduction in production well there increase the cost of these cigars there has been an, a, de a, a well there has been a decrease in production simply because there's been a brain drain of of, of rollers, of rollers and, 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 talent. and talent like yeah. i saw a picture from last week at the partagas factory the right wing room rolling room um See, Half see. of the chairs are empty and sitting yeah. up on the desk. I can show you the picture. It's crazy. It was from last week. Now, it's awful. But I see that as more of a legitimate reason to raise your prices than just arbitrarily raising them because a lot of guys in Hong Kong are buying cigars. Right. But it's they're fucking clearly ridiculous. set themselves up to arbitrarily continue to do this by saying we're now viewing this as a luxury good. That's yeah. the luxury good model. And it works because if you're buying a $10,000 Rolex and next year it's 11000 well, I have news for you. Either way, that watch is going to be handed down for the next three generations mm -hmm. plus of your life, right. yeah. of, of your you know future family. Yeah, so absolutely. they can get away with that because it's very easy to rationalize paying an additional $1,000 for something that's going to last for 100 years. But with right. a cigar, no. I do not think no. it's the same boat. Right? Agreed. This is a product that is consumed yeah. and totally gone. Totally agreed. You know, it's when consumed you're done with and it. it's gone. And yep. it, it, it's, it's, it, you know, $40 a stick is a lot of money. Yeah. And in a market, in, in in some of the like, you're, like London's not a smoke friendly place. Yeah. So that market, I mean, you know, it's hard to find places to smoke there. I mean, no. You could smoke. You could smoke in a shop as mm -hmm. tasting a cigar in a shop, but like the men's clubs and all those gentlemen clubs have made it illegal. Well, the only thing I will say in London, so where they've gotten really clever. I mean, there's still a very strong cigar culture in London. I've spent a good amount of time there. What all these places do now. They build uh, sort of like we now, uh, because of COVID experience, you know, everywhere got these outdoor tents. The restaurants had to do that for right. outdoor dining, even though you were in like an enclosed tent. So what they do in London is all these restaurants and even hotels, a hotel I used to stay at all the time there, right off the lobby, they have a bar. You then walk out on this little patio and it is fully enclosed in a tent mm. with heaters 
and you can smoke cigars there. Cool. And you can even buy cigars from the hotel to smoke there. Right. So they get around that rule by That's all cool. having these outdoor, technically, tented structures that are, for all intents and purposes, really indoors, heated, and you can smoke. So they have found at least, thankfully, clever ways around it. That's pretty and, cool. And look at our neighbor to the north. You talk about taxes and, and, and pro, yeah, you know. Well, that's their own problem. I mean, they have a major tax problem. Yeah. You know, and they also cover the bands up with with uh, generic bands. So this, if you were to buy this Corona Coronas Claro that we're smoking now, it would come with it like an army green band on it with a very plain flaunt that said, K Dorsey, Coronas Claro, uh, Cuba. And they are not allowed to sell them with mm. any sort of uh, fancy band. And, you know, obviously they cover them up. But a price of a D4 in, in Canada is probably $40, $50 because of tax. Wow. Yeah, I very, believe very it. Very high taxes. I mean, even alcohol there is outrageous. It's horrible. You want to buy just like a bottle of Veuve Clicquot, it's like 90 US dollars. Wow. It's ridiculous. That's insane. That's I will crazy. not be moving to Canada yeah. ever. So as the prices go up, I think we Never. might have to smoke like, instead of six, like only four a day. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a problem. That's, that's a, problem. a big problem. It's cold, cold as shit up there in Canada. That's true. Yeah, not, not moving to Canada. Fuck that. No way. Fuck that. So it'll be interesting, interesting so, to see what happens here. I, I want to, one last question on this topic. We can move on. So what is actually happening in Hong Kong? I'm not really aware. What's the specific? It's, it's, it's been a, a land grab kind of like it was for wine 15, 20 the years ago. guys now, are hoarding cigars. Now they are into single malt scotch and cigars. Yeah, the thing to understand about Hong Kong very simply, because um, I, I have family ties to that part of the world, um, there are more billionaires per capita in Hong Kong than anywhere in the world, period. Mm, mm. So you just think about, right, yeah. luxury a lot, a lot goods. more disposable income. Exactly. Yep. Cigars, you know, wine, single malt scotch. Yeah. And they hoard it. And at that level, you don't, you don't care what you're it's spending. It's just a big dick right? swinging yeah. contest. You know, they're buying, you know, Macallan, you know, these crazy bottles of Macallan go up yeah. for auction. Almost every one of them is going to Hong it's Kong. Absurd. You know, it's, yeah, it's and just. They, listen, let's face it. The culture, too. The business people, from what I understand, party balls. Yeah. Mm. You know, major like, excess. Like, like, they definitely, like, you know, if they're not like Elon Musk, like hanging out, smoking a spliff on his, I don't know, one of his friend's apartments that he crashes <laughs> at. It's very odd. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I, don't, I don't have a house. You know, he doesn't even Jeff have a house. Bezos, you know, like, he's not sitting on his deck smoking a 54 ring gauge, <laughs> you know, E2. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but these guys in Hong Kong, I mean, dude, these guys are ballers, bro. Like, they're like crazy ballers. Like, there's definitely a culture of like, like, let's break open wine and like do all this stuff. Like, do, they go, do they, they have, go for it. Do they have eight balls there? <laughs> I don't know. I would imagine. Isn't isn't the or well no, I guess that stuff's made in Mexico. Or, well, that's in South America. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Don't isn't was it the Orient is known for the other opium. drugs. Opium. 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 The, yeah, the opium. The right? The opium the, the, the tree. triangle. What was that called? <laughs> like, remember like all the Rambo movies? What was the the, the, the heroin triangle? Uh, Come on, chime in. The triad. <laughs> Come on, Rooster. Yeah, Rooster, Rooster, you know. More drugs come from Canada than Mexico. Oh, really? Or Colombia. Are they ta do they tax eight balls up there? Oh, Jesus. Eight balls. Eight balls. What is this, 1987? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking less than zero over here in the corner. <laughs> All right. Move it along, Cuba. Oh, God. Oh, wait. 
So Habanos, I say, raises their prices every year, right? Yeah, about six, six to seven percent. Seven percent, yeah, just across the board. Yeah, every year. Yeah, that's pretty normal. So that on most of the markers, that's what's you, what you're going to see on Cohiba Trinidad, uh, the Linea line. We did that cigar from Monte Cristo, and um, there was one other. They raised their prices six to seven percent every year. Yeah, right. So but, so great. So you know what we should all do? We should all order tons and tons and tons and tons of cigars, and then we should just. Hold like we, on to them. Like we and haven't been doing that? No. No, well, we smoke them all. And then and then <laughs> 6 and 7% plus with the age on them, you add a couple percentage points more. Next thing you know, you got them on a margin. you got some kind of black market business going on. We'll do it. <laughs> I've heard about that. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think that's better than a laundromat business. I, I just going back to that, this is one of the things that frustrates me. You know, Giz, you'll obviously see on these forums people posting about price increases and all this stuff and demand is, you know, through the roof and the supply can't keep up. And like for me, all of it is just like there should be no panic about this stuff. They raise prices every year. Ninety something percent of the cigars, the Cuban cigars that we smoke, it's just a normal price increase. The only thing that's gone insane is Cohiba and Trinidad and Cohiba. I'm sorry, everyone knows this. Like, I could care less if those cigars become a thousand a stick. It doesn't impact me. I don't have a single box of Cohibas in my humidor. You and a lot of people. Right. But yeah. what I look at yeah. is what if Partagas is next? You know, well, what, then what, what, I'll what, be what, fucking rioting in Cuba <laughs> in support of the Cuban people, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> Senator's going to have a, a headband on and shit. <laughs> He'll be wearing a wife beater <laughs> with a baseball bat in his hand. <laughs> with a machete in the other hand. I mean, I'm ready to go to war. <laughs> And why why Trinidad? Yeah. That is a really good question. I you know because Trinidad is not. I think that's a, 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 a I don't know if they call it a. Uh, oh, I think this a is a very provincial. easy. The answer to this it's a luxury. It's, this is very easy. I mean, if you just portfolio. think of the Cuban markets, right? Like Trinidad and Cohiba were like the the Castro like yeah. Yeah. diplomatic, diplomatic highly regarded brands and. Yeah. The pricing for them, even before this crazy increase, reflects exactly that. Mm. I mean, if you look at what you pay for a- almost any Trinidad, it's way more than you would pay yeah. for any Honestly, other. Honestly, even the, even the Colonialists are, are, you know, they're pricey right. cigars for the shape that you're getting. Right. Yeah. But like, End I'm not Vitola. paying a premium price for a Vigia. No. Don't love it. Like, they've been just sitting in my humidor. Like, those aren't that great. Ben. Sorry. Yeah, bin. I'll bin those, and yeah. I want colonialis all day long. I wonder what a. Like I wonder what a. Uh, I like it. I don't love it. I like it. I love. I love the colonialis. I like the Vigias. I like the media media Luna. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I'm sad about is just the Fundadoras is going to go up to a ridiculous price. Yeah, yeah it's That's probably going to be fifty. All it is. All it is. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. They're hard to get anyway. They were nine hundred before this was announced. So oh, I think shit. after they're probably going to be fifteen to eighteen hundred a box. Oh, forget it. Which I'd rather smoke Lucy's. But I love yeah. the Cohiba price increase. And, and in fact, Puba, the other day when we were at the lounge, you were talking about uh, through some of our, our networks of collectors that, that we associate with, um, the one guy who's uh, a really crazy collector. Do you remember the other day you mentioned a specific guy? Yeah. He actually posted on one of the things that we're part of uh, that he could care less that the price of Cohiba went up, <laughs> that he doesn't have any Cohibas in his human yeah. right. This guy's got an outrageous oh, collection. Oh, he has an outrageous collection. Yeah, that guy has an outrageous collection. Nice. Yeah, he doesn't care. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I, it, yeah. It's funny. He, well, he's more for my the person we're talking about, not to go to, but he's he leans towards our world. Right. A little bit Part more. Partagas Upman. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm just glad this this announcement was not specific to either of the the any of the uh, markers that we're really in love with. Yeah. Like I said, you know? I'd be on the next plane. Yeah. 
I'm not kidding. In support of the Cuban people. I, I will say, I mean, I know we're in this vortex now, but I mean, I will say, like, there's certain stuff, like, you know, like, Lucy, the Lucy's were not easy to come by for a long, long time. You know, 898 boxes aren't easy to cut. There's a lot of stuff that just is not easy to come by. I mean, but so. It's all reasonably priced. Yes, if yes, yeah, you can if still you get can a Lucy them, for twenty four bucks, twenty right. to twenty four dollars a stick. That's, that's reasonable. A double that's a, Corona, yeah. Yeah. and that's, that's worth less in price worth every than dollar. Like, yeah. You know, most Davidoff Churchills. Absolutely right. Absolutely, but those are vulnerable to stuff because the leaf that they use, it's they pop up and they go away. Sometimes they go away for decent periods of time where you can't really find them. So, I'm just saying, it's not a layup all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, boys, we're into the second half of the K Dorsey Coronas Claros. What's everybody thinking about this thing? I'm in love. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, the flavor hasn't changed no, much. It's right? consistent. Yeah, it's consistent. Same, but it's, yeah. Which I like because I love the flavor. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out an answer to what Puba said when we kind of first got into it. You know, what what is what is so special about it? The complexity. Like I can't figure out what it is. Mm. Is it that it, it's kind of hitting the the Several areas of your tongue and your mouth with with various flavors. The delivery is so smooth. Like I'll I'll take a stab. Yeah, take a take a stab. I, at I it. mean, for me, it's that it starts out with a lot of citrus, maybe a little floral, and as you smoke further along, like I get a little bit of nuttiness almost with the cigar, and there's like a creaminess that just ties it all together. And to me, it takes a very refined smoke to be able to do that where all the flavors just marry so perfectly. And I think this cigar has done that. Yeah, absolutely. At a year of age. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when we smoked the Segla 2, go back to Cohiba for a second, when we smoked that cigar, mm. that was a cigar that was three years old. And we were all saying, you know what, maybe with some more time, yeah. it'll even smooth out more. You know, and what do you need, yeah. five, six years, seven years to smoke a, a Cohiba and really say, wow, it's in its sp- a sweet spot? Mm. That, to me, is not a luxury product when they're selling it at a year old. That's right. Or six months old. That's Bingo. right. You know, and you're going to pay, what, for that box that I got for four you you're going to pay 1200 now? That's crazy. That's, a, that's, a, a, that's crazy. It's a head shaker, man. That's crazy. I'll tell you, they better make sure their quality control is tip-top. Yeah. They're going to call it a, a Rolex. Yeah. You know? We'll be smoking Philly Blunt soon. <laughs> Speak for yourself, Bam. <laughs> hey, Bam, before the next pod, can you go to 7-Eleven and get us some cigars? I'll get the blueberry ones. <laughs> Perfect. You know, and let's see. Who knows? There's a lot of a lot of propaganda that comes out of um, Cuba and the Cuban government's mouth, and you know, this they could they could just be like, "Fuck it, we're just going to try this, and if it doesn't work, we'll just make adjustments and not tell anybody." Like, they just. They can do whatever, you know, they're in complete control of the whole catalog. So it's just like. But, you know, once the cigar you know, prices go up, they're not coming back down. No. I mean, once they raise the prices on Cohiba boxes, I mean, that's going to be it. That is true for every single luxury good right? period. Yeah. yeah. The number of people, because obviously I, I love the watch community and people say, oh, my gosh, the price of watches have gone through the roof. It's going to come down, right? No. It's not. It's no. never coming down. Yeah. Yeah, because the secondary market is just going to, people are just going to white knuckle it, you know, so. Supply has a lot to do with that. So when you limit supply, those values retain, they they stay. That's right. Now with cigars, they're going to continue to produce volume. 
But will what, people but stop what, if what happens when people stop buying Cohibas or they see a reduction in sales and they're continuing to produce that volume? That luxury cost has to come down. Otherwise, they're going to sit on a shelf. Well, they might reduce production. Oh, yeah. Or all the Cohibas will be in Hong Kong. Right. Yeah. I, I, it's interesting because, you know, the economics of, you know, what's happening in the economy. I, I mean, you could arguably say, like, you know, the mid-market customer, maybe fuck them. Yeah. yeah. You know, maybe they're saying, hey, look, I see we see where the economy's going. Yeah, there's inflation. I mean, maybe it's they're thinking maybe they're thinking about it in a way like fuck the mid-market customer. We're gonna go after the high-end customer, the people who actually have the money and raise the price. And we'll just, you know, it's not, you know, maybe it's not a terrible strategy. Uh, you know, uh because the 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 upper call it 10% of, you know, people in terms of wealth, just let's call it, you know, across the oceans, right? They don't give a shit. Yeah. They don't no, care. You're right. You're right. They're not going to really care. So like, you know, do I think that they've done all this, like, you know, I don't see the Cuban government doing like extensive market research on the topic, but like... <laughs> It is like they're one of their biggest exports. I hear they do a lot of good market research in the jails in Cuba. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, exactly. Well, I mean, you know, so who knows? I mean, uh, you know what it is when you're in that much control and you have that much monopoly over something, you can kind of just experiment and do whatever you want and see what happens and you can just course correct and it doesn't matter. Yeah. You, you know, it's not like anyone can make what they make. They just can't. And you know, you know who I think this actually helps really well? Uh, which is unfortunate, is I think it really helps the counterfeiters. You know, the, the counterfeiters, I think, are really going to benefit from this, not only in the ability to charge more, but in the fact that people are going to be dying to get their hands on these cigars at any sort of Yeah, and if they drop their price, price a bit, they'll go just for Just a it. little, yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, that's awful. They're getting better with the bands. They're getting better with the rolls. They're getting better with the boxes and the codes. I mean, Habanos... You know, this is hasn't not, done enough to prevent that. And I think this is only going to increase the counterfeit yeah. market. This whole thing is just negative. It's not good. Yeah. We'll see. You know, but on the flip side, everything in general is more expensive. Fuel is more expensive. Fuel, food is more expensive. Construction materials are expensive. Services are expensive. Doesn't something have to give? But don't you think Does that's, everything that's, just continue to go up and up and up? Temporary, I think. <laughs> All I don't know. The, I, mean, I don't know about that. Construction costs and all of that. No, I believe I, that it's going to It fluctuates. Down. It does fluctuate. Gonna, but, I mean, in fairness, right? Like that is how inflation works. Like it, yeah. it is always temporary in the sense yeah, that, like, yeah. there's like a period well, yes, of like, at some tremendous point. pain, yeah, yeah. and then like you have the Fed take action. Like that, you know, it, mm -hmm. it, this is how it's all cyclical. It sense. is, but That's it lasted true. a hell of a long time yeah. from Nixon through Carter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't over. No, it was years and years and years and years. So you know. The end may, because it will. I mean, it is cyclical. That's the way the economy works. It's gonna, it reaches a pinnacle mm -hmm. and then it just, it just collapses on itself. So you know, but sometimes that can take a while. A while. Um, if history says anything, it's that article in the Wall Street Journal that 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 that, that was the, over the weekend was like, yeah, this is this is like a mirror image of, you know, Nixon, Carter. And like it started under Nixon and it just continued under Carter and it was just brutal. And okay. it even trickled over into Reagan, I mean, Reagan, into the Reagan administration. And then it kind of started to correct a little bit, but it took a long time. 
You remember the interest rates during the Reagan era? Sixteen percent. Yeah. When we bought our house, we paid sixteen percent. Yeah. Why I heard about that. I cannot even imagine. I know. That's crazy. I know. I got my car. I got my car during COVID for zero point zero for the entire (laughs) term. They were so desperate to move cars. (laughs) By the way, during COVID, that's uh, another problem. That's another challenge for the listener. Dodge. I saw a commercial the other day. You probably need like an eight hundred credit score to get this, but Dodge, uh, Ram. You know, like the pick Dodge Ram, the pickup. Yeah. Zero percent financing for 72 months. That's what I got two years ago. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. They're pushing this commercial, pushing Why this Why are they commercial. offering that now? The demand for cars is outrageous. Maybe the demand well, for their cars isn't. I don't well, know. honestly. Well, they make a really good product. They make now. a great truck. They make, so, now they make a really good one. You know, you go back 10 years, not so much. Now yeah. they make a really good product, like they're, a really they're, good product. I think it's an interesting strategy because most of the pickups on the road are Chevy and Ford. Yeah, F-150 and they the they control one. the market. That's the thing. Dodge, they don't have such a big market share. So when they offer financing rates like this that are so attractive, absolutely, people are going to go to that. Yeah, yeah, but just wait till the Tesla truck comes out. It's going <laughs> to take right. over. That's right, Cyber Truck. Yeah, Listen, anything, in, anything, anything Musk touches is he's like uh, Midas. Absolutely, this guy is. That's right. Believe in anything he sees around corners. The guy's up at night looking at a lava lamp, <laughs> <laughs> doing 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 fucking math, figuring out how to put shit into space. I mean, micro come do- on, dude. Microdosing LSD. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's exactly. He's microdosing yeah. LSD and like, he's crazy, dude. He needs to get into cigars. <laughs> Musk. Yeah. He'd buy them all. He'd buy, he'd go and buy no, all the master crates. He'd, he'd say, this is unfair. And he'd go and he'd, he'd send a, a ship to Cuba and buy everything at 2X and then sell it for one, you know, for half the price he bought it for to democratize cigars. That's what we need to do. Yeah. That's what Musk needs to do. We need to get on his radar. <laughs> get in with that guy. We got to talk to Amber Heard. Yeah. She, she, Oof, she, she was she connected. to Johnny Depp's. Oof. So it's funny. Elon is connected to everything. He's got the cars. He's got SpaceX. He's kind of owns NASA now. And the Johnny Johnny Depp trial. (laughs) Twitter. He just bought Twitter. Just bought Twitter. I mean, he's in everything. He's in everything. It's like this Johnny Depp trial's on. Starlink. He's the reason that Ukrainians are able to communicate with the world is because he he gave them internet access via Starlink. And he doesn't own a house. He doesn't own a house. He like couch surfs. (laughs) Surfs. Yeah, he lives with his friends or something. (laughs) It's amazing. amazing. <laughs> I'm gonna start couch surfing, <laughs> doing math. If Partigas prices increase, we're all gonna yeah, be couch, gonna there couch surfing. Yeah, we are. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh. I'm about to sell all my possessions and just like you know, <laughs> move to South America, disappear. <sighs> sounds wonderful. It does. It sounds so nice. I had a friend that it's moved gone. to Panama. Actually, retired at 52. Him and his wife hmm. moved to Panama. Never, never came back to the U.S. Just gone. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Living. Something's going on in Panama because Pagoda's always talking about us doing a lizard trip to Panama. Oh, I would love to do that. I've never been there. Bam Bam's sister's been there. Yeah? Yeah. This old girlfriend I used to go She loved with. it. We went to Panama. She was staying in a bungalow and uh, with, a, with some other guy that she used to date before me. And she got like beat up. They got like beat up with like clubs and shit and robbed. Yeah. That happens. She, you know, shit happens down mm-hmm. there. Yeah. yeah. I can't go there. <laughs> 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 we'll see you tomorrow in Cuba. <laughs> that's that's for today. <laughs> so uh, this cigar is picking up in strength for me a little bit. A bit. It is in a really nice way. Yeah, it's nice. It's, it's picking it's up just awesome. a little bit, heating up. 
It's a fantastic cigar. Yeah, this is this is I don't know, man. This is the at the top of the pyramid for me as far as great Cubans yeah. that are in regular production. This is really really solid. Yeah, yeah great. So, great so I, I, it is a great stick. So at this point in the cigar, compared to the eighteen that I had the other day, this is where you start to just really see the difference. There's to me, I, it, but in comparison, if you compare and contrast these. I can taste some rough, some a little bit rougher edges coming down the stretch here, but nothing that's like off-putting. It's just a I little feel, more. It just the eighteen was more rounded out. I feel the exact opposite. I'll say I am creamy in the citrus and a bit of floral, and that's picking up for me. But it's still so smooth. Yeah, I, I agree yeah. with Bam on this. Yeah. I, I I think the flavors are still consistent. I'm not getting many rough edges, and I like that it's picked up in I strength. Do. Yeah, I do. And too. I don't know if it's its youth or what the case is, but it's picked up in strength in a nice way, not mm. an aggressive way. Right. And I say I like that because when you have the first third of this cigar, my fear the first time I had it, and and now I think this is probably only my second time having this cigar, was that this would only slot in in like the afternoon. That I would never light this up in the evening. And where this is now flavor-wise, I would absolutely smoke this yeah, in the evening. Yeah. 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 Oh, sure. It's a solid smoke. When we all first smoked this, that was the assumption that we made. This is a good afternoon cigar. But number two here in our hand, it's because great. Maybe, maybe that was the 2018, so it was it was a little bit, you know, it had smoothed off. Maybe. Bit, you know. Maybe. Yeah, I like that. Still delicious. Yeah. I took that right down to the end. Yeah. And I will this one here. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And still burning great. Oh, yeah. Didn't touch it up at yeah, all. The burn's phenomenal. I haven't touched this up a single time. No. I was talking a lot. I touched it up once just because I was yeah, yapping. It's but a really well-constructed yeah, cigar. Yeah. Really nice. So I want to go to a, an email chain. I've been going back and forth with a listener, Max, out of Australia. Um, and he's a, he's a big fan of the pod. Loves what, uh, loves what we're doing. By the way, he made it. Uh, he put a hashtag in one of the emails. Kirstie Alley needs a cheeseburger. I thought you'd appreciate that. A callback to... <laughs> Something you said on an earlier episode. First, <laughs> Alley needs a cheeseburger, but uh, he had a he had a couple great points. Uh, one of them, he was saying, you know, he said, I'm sure you're aware of Australia's ridiculous ta- uh, tobacco taxes. So we were just talking about this, and the scarcity of the premium outlets is an issue. So he says that he's smoking a lot of unbranded, unbanded uh, Nicaraguan uh, box press cigars. Mm. I guess maybe in the line of like a padrone or something mm-hmm. um but it seems like a lot of folks in australia because i've seen similar things to what max has said here that um that they're reaching for non-cubans because it's just so cost prohibitive to get them it's i awful. mean i have to say I, I look i've never been to australia so i will not at all claim to be an expert but i'll never forget um when i lived in dc at one point i remember i was on the rooftop of my building and these two australian guys were up there and they were just pounding beers and having a good time. And we started chatting. I was smoking a cigar up there. And the guy said to me, he goes, the prices in this country are incredible. He's like, I just walked down to this supermarket. I bought like a, a 30 rack of beer. He's like, I couldn't believe I paid like $25, $30. He's like, in Australia, it's more than double. It can be even triple wow. that. The guy just, just he said like walking in a, an American supermarket <laughs> It was like a kid on Christmas just yeah. could not believe the prices. So I believe when he says the prices there are probably outrageous because it seems like everything is really, really, really high. Yeah, it's terrible. Well, I mean, wow. Friends of Abanos, a uh, retailer I love, I mean, I, I don't think, I, w- I would say a low percentage of their customers are actually in Australia because they, out, they, they send, a, send out so much because of the tax. 
you know, it's just so prohibitive. Yeah. It's terrible. So uh, another thing from uh, Max. Uh, by the way, Max, thanks for writing us. And any other listener who wants to write us, the email is on the, uh, the end of the episode. So please shoot us an email, what you're smoking, what you want us to smoke. But he recommended a couple things to us. So we got to try the Whistlepig 10-year. I've had that. Yeah, pretty good. It's nice. All right, we'll try that. Like and that. then uh, he also put on the list Ashton Heritage Puro Soul is a uh, new world that he's smoking. Mm. So we should put that on the list and try that. Nice. And then another question he had, and, and Senator and I actually discussed this the other day. He asked if we were going to be doing any cognac. Oh, we were just talking oh, about so that. I am yeah. entirely supportive of this. Yeah. We absolutely have to do this. Yeah. I just say that because I think we all know like cognac is iconic with cigars. Absolutely. And none of us really drink cognac regularly. And <laughs> my dad actually likes cognac. So I remember sometimes I'll ask like, oh, do you want a little cognac if I'm over at, at my parents' place mm-hmm. and we're having a cigar? And I have to say it, 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 it's very single malt scotch-like. Yes, the, it the is. Flavor sure. notes, the flavor notes, it pairs really well. And I haven't dove into that world to be able to say I know a ton about cognac or I know exactly even what to pick beyond the big brand names that we're probably all familiar with. So I'd love for us to do a little bit of a deep dive at some point. Yeah, he, he recommended uh, Davidoff XO and uh, Remy Martin Club were two of them that he mentioned. He also said, by the way, I'll just end this here. He said, uh, the wife and I are off for a weekend away. So we have packed the Paul Roger <laughs> and the Royal Albert glassware, uh, as well as the full Herfador. So, Senator's uh, impact knows no bounds. Uh, <laughs> I, I <It's> democratizing <laughs> champagne. I love this. And he said, uh, keep up the good work, legends. So thank you, Max, it. for the Ooh. nice email. Great email. It's great. And, uh, we hear. love hearing from thank listeners. You. So please, uh, please do reach out to us. Yes. It's very good to hear from you. Thanks so much. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Roger. Paul Roger, baby. I, w- I wish I had more to celebrate today. Yeah. <laughs> How was your golf game? Can you celebrate uh, the golf game? Yeah. What'd you score you know, today? What was the score? No, it, 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 you know, it was, <laughs> it was, uh, it was, the conditions were beautiful weather-wise and hit a lot of good golf shots. I just didn't, they had aerated the greens. So the greens were puffy. They're, they're plugged. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, they're just, yeah, they're mm-hmm. just, it's like, so it was a little bit, it's hard to judge the speed. And then it's also hard to keep the putt online. Mm-hmm. So you've got two things working against you because it's not like you just put it and it gets online and you can kind of visualize how the ball is going to get to the hole. It's like, you just have to jam it. It's yeah. It'll, like, it'll slow picture, down. It'll, yeah, it'll slow, slow down. down. So yeah. like if you've ever seen like, um, like the really old footage of like Jack Nicholas putting like in the sixties or something, and you see like the ball's going, 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 going. And then when it gets to the hole, hole it just kind of stops. Yeah. So if you're not used to putting on greens like that, making the adjustment, early season because everyone all the courses are aerating your score is going up so you're yeah Yeah. you just can't get the ball in the hole it's not like i didn't hit it good or any of us because it was all of us none of us could get the ball in the hole it's like (laughs) you're putting like literally the ball like you're putting and like halfway through it jumps like an inch in the air and like in like a centimeter to the right and you're like uh okay (laughs) (laughs) i guess my birdie bid is done i'm gonna move on and uh and let's try and make this four footer again over (laughs) like over the moon like moon like a like a moon face like you know so so it that part of it is uh gets annoying but yeah yeah how how are the cigars on the course what'd you Um, smoke what do we smoke d4 there you go. But Ooh. I don't. I, I try not to like uh, do too much. It's distracting. Yeah. It's it's. I'm handling the cigar. I'm worried about the cigar and the cart and the going in the back and forth and putting it in the grass and picking it up or handling <laughs> it. It's just. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know. Like I played with my brother uh, down in Florida a couple months ago, and 
it was like every time I put the cigar down, uh, you know, in the cart, because I don't carry like an ashtray cup thing with the thick stender, like I don't do that. He like, I'm like, before you get in the cart, just let me pick the cigar up. Like every time, boom, the cigar just flies, <laughs> recoils off the fucking drink, off where you put your drink, like into my, down to my, I'm like, dude, like fifth time, can you just not be so focused on going to your ball and just give me one second before you hit the gas? So anyway, so sometimes it gets a little distracting. <laughs> All right, boys, you guys ready to do the uh, formal liquor rating? On our yeah. Yeah. Suntory Japanese whiskey. I like this a lot. Uh, I'd give it a nine. Okay. Wow. Nine, nine I like for Bam. You know, I'll I'll explain later, but I really do like it. Yeah. Senator. This is harder for me. Um, I'm between a seven and eight, and I'm just trying to reconcile in my head which to give it. Yeah, I am too. And I think I'm going to have to give it the benefit of the doubt in that the price point is spectacular on yeah. this. $40. Yeah. There are so few whiskeys at $40 that I would name and say I really enjoy. That tastes like this. Yeah. It's and really so good. I'm going to I'm going to round up and I'm going to give it an 8. Yeah. I am in the same category an 8. Puba. Okay. I'm rethinking now. It's a relatively decent argument. Don't let us influence you. Yeah. Well, I mean it's out there, <laughs> I, you know. Like I have to. It's not a. It's a fair point. It's not a Monty too. But I'm not going to rate it that way. <laughs> I'm not going to rate it that way because I'm not going to do that. I'm going to give it a seven because right. that's what I think it is. But yes, for the price point, you can make an argument that it that it hits above it kind of hits mm -hmm. above its pig. It's, it's above. It punches above its weight yep. class. Yep. I guess is what you're saying. So yeah. the Definitely. composite wizard score is an eight. Flat, flat oh, eight, rookie wonder, score. You know, wonderful score. Which I think is a fine score for the... Now, exactly to both uh, to Puba and Senator's points, if this was a $70 bottle, I think it would be a six or a seven for me. Mm, At totally. $40, i am absolutely... I think yeah. it's totally great price for, for this scotch. And I gave it... Give me this whiskey, and I think it's an eight. Sorry. I gave it a high score because I haven't had whiskey like this that tasted like this. Yeah. It's it's got a little citrus to it. It's um it's really easy to drink. There's for me the bite was minimal. I had ice in it, of course. Um, I haven't had a, a whiskey like this at all, ever. I, I will say though, it's unique. I think the attempt to pair this with this specific cigar is a reason that we're enjoying it as much as we are. I think this with a, a, a heavier New World or a heavier Cuban, not going to work. I don't know if we would have rated it as high. Probably I right. I think that's true, but the only caveat I would have is I just think on a hot summer day, almost anything we're smoking, we don't want like a really that's, rich Macallan or something with just like a ton of body to it. Good point. So that's fair. On a hot day, I would take this with any cigar. The more I think about it, um, I'd buy this. Yeah. I would too. I, I, I'm actually yeah. thinking about it like yeah, yeah, yeah. Weather's turning. Like I for forty bucks, I I may have to buy the scotch. I mean, imagine sitting in your pool, lighting oh. up one of these, and with with the with this. That's what I was just thinking about. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, for the money. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's still a seven. But we composite but, but eight, it, but it punches above yeah. it, 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 it's its weight class yeah. a little. You know, I, I totally agree. 
So it's, it's really stuff. light in color too. Right? It is. Now that I'm seeing yeah. that, yeah. I was so worried. It's not very. I, I was a little worried about that. I was. It looked reminiscent to a Dalwini, and which is really light, not flavorful. I mean, that's kind of typical with Japanese whiskeys. I think that's that what I was just going to say. So that's yeah. the thing. Japanese whiskey, they're all lighter. Even the ones that are like 12 years age, they're mm. lighter. It's a very different style. That's why I'm very curious. We'll, we'll I'm sure, do Habiki on another episode. Yeah, I, we, Pagoda, Pagoda said he wanted to do that. So nice. we'll do that when yeah. he's here. It's a different yeah. style, but it really has a place. And wh- why I'm really impressed with this is... I there are not many lighter scotches that I enjoy. I I hate Dalwini 15. I've said this many times. I actively hate it. I will not drink it if someone brings it. Um, Glen Ranji 10. <laughs> it depends on how bad of a day you have. <laughs> no, no, I, I really won't. If you walk really in his won't. house with Dalwini, he's going to turn you around and yeah, leave. Yeah, I've had one person bring that here once. There's a reason they're not invited back. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> and, and, oh. Anyway. Uh, but the other thing I was going to say, you know, we did Glen Ranji 10. That's another really light. It's like a pale, like straw, hay colored uh, scotch. And I know Grinder likes that. Um, and especially during the summer, but I, I would drink this over any of the lighter single malts that we've rated. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's pre- it's nice. Yep, it's nice. It's uh, good pairing. So we're coming to the end here, boys of the Coronas Claro. What are your uh, What are your thoughts here before we rate this thing? I'm down to less than a half inch. Yeah, I'm getting there. And yeah, I great stick. Yeah, I could. I want more. Yeah, I wish I had 10 boxes of these. I yeah. really do. I really do. Well, prices are going up, so good luck. Yeah, yeah good luck with that. <laughs> they're, they're, hard, they're hard to find. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. They go, even they, at the price. Of I've it. literally seen these go up and five minutes later. They're gone. gone. They're, they're gone. gone. They're gone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you used to be able to get a box of these for like 270 Oh, boy. Wow. It's like oh, un- boy. unheard of. Oh, wow. boy. Now you're looking at like, you know, <sighs> close to four, if not over now. If not over. Yeah. Yeah. All right, boys, let's do our formalism rating on this thing, the Coronas Claro. Rooster, you're up. Yeah, I'm going to give it a nine. It's Excellent. a really good stick. Yeah, I'm with you. It's a, it's a nine for me. This, the, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's sophisticated, it's balanced, it's refined, and I'm shocked at how well it smokes young. I do think it gets better with age, given the one that I had, like yeah. anything else. Uh, but that notwithstanding, this, this the, uh, you know, you can't, the construction... Everything about it is is a really, it's different. It's 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 different, um, and it's in a really really good way. Like not in the swash supreme way. And then don't hate me because I'm saying that, but it's just it's it's a it's just a really balanced, very very good cigar. So I I appreciate uh, you guys procuring these and 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 uh, and sharing them because that's just, what it's all about. I, I just it's very. It, I, love, I really enjoyed it. So it's a nine for me. I, mm. I really like the cigar. So love, I love the ring gauge too. Oh, the ring love gauge. Love the size. Yeah. I mean, no, the size is wonderful. Yeah, it's perfect. There should be more better cigars in this size. Absolutely. Absolutely. In my opinion. Agree. So I, I've been debating this as we've been discussing it and smoking the cigar. I, to me, again, I, I go back to my earlier comment and I really believe it. I think this is at the top of the, the, the Cuban regular production pyramid. I just don't know where, uh, what other cigars really perform at this age, at 21, a little over a year old, at, that, are, that are really, really punching, let's call it punching above your weight class, whatever you want to say. I think this lines up with any other great Cuban that's in regular production, 
So I'm giving it a 10. My man. Wow. My man. I, wow. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's ripe. If, again, decimals come into play, I'm in the middle of that, but it's a 10 all day for My me man. today. Yep. Okay. For me, um, it's easily a nine. I think it's an outstanding smoke. I cannot believe how much I love this cigar. Yeah, yeah me neither. What I would say, the only reason that I, I didn't give it the 10, it's not a fault of this cigar. What did you give it? It's a, a nine. A nine, okay. It's not a fault of this cigar. The reason it's not a 10 for me is for my palate. Is it like the perfect flavor profile for my palate? No. Is it an absolutely outstanding cigar and like one that I want to have frequently? Yes. So like, you know, a 10 for me is going to be like, if I could craft my own cigar, this is going to be the flavor profile. That's the only reason. But I say that because I don't want to discount this stick. This cigar did nothing wrong. It just, for a 10, it's got to be perfect for my palate. But man, I'm so glad we did this. Yeah. Excellent. Nine nine is an elite, that's an elite score. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that you're not out, this is not, the the point of view expressed here is not, it's not an outlier. These are loved by... I've never heard a negative thing, a negative comment about this cigar. Totally. I've never read a negative comment like, oh, it's overrated, they suck, it's all hype, this is bullshit. Where, you know, you see that. You know, there's cigars about, that are polarizing. Even about this, D4s, I've seen people say D4 is on the bottom of my list, which oh, I don't understand. Neither right. do I. They're, but they're out. Yeah, they're totally out. Disavow. Yeah. But yeah. I've never seen it about but like, this cigar. Absolutely. Isn't a, this isn't like a polarizing smoke, like, like how some Cohiba... Batolas are, uh, you know, the, that's polarizing. So even some, um, uh, yeah, some Partagas stuff can even be a little bit polarizing if you're on kind of the other, other end of the flavor pro- spectrum or whatever. This cigar does not seem to be a polarizing cigar. I think that, like, you gift this to any, you know, Cuban cigar lover, they're going to be like, this was, that, that's cool. Yeah. Like, they're going to take it in hand and be like, nice, like, nice. You know, almost no matter who you are, because it plays in the middle. It, it 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 it's like it's got this unique thing, but it's not. It's it's balanced, and it just does. It's it does nothing wrong. Absolutely <laughs> right. right. It just. I I mean, I touched it up once only because I was talking, and I you know what I mean. But that if you just keep smoking this, it burns like a razor. I mean, everything yeah. is perfect about it. Yeah. So, so um, I'm going 10. All right. And I'm oh, going... So, I'm, so, I'm sorry. No, was, it's okay. I love the commentary. Uh, I'm going 10. And just to piggyback on what you said from uh, the, the characteristic, uh, characteristic of being an outlier, it's an outlier from the point of view of the flavor profile. There is no cigar that I've ever had that gives me this flavor. It's just, it's very unusual. Yeah. Yeah. 10. I totally agree. So our composite lizard score on the Coronas Claro from K. Dorsey is a 9.4, boys. Wow. Pretty special smell. Wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, and I, I want to just say uh, I bet, has Grinder had this yet? I mean, I think he would so love Grindr it. Would he, would, he would love it. So he has. So funnily enough, after Grinder, uh, after his baby girl arrived, and he was finally able to slip out for a smoke, I think you, re- you remember I had sent a That's photo right. of him in the lounge here at my place and the cigar that I gave him after he had his baby was exactly this because yeah, that's right. the first time I had one from Rooster, I thought Grinder would really love this cigar. He loved, loved it. it. Yeah. He loved it. Yeah, yeah I can because QD is in his wheelhouse. Mm. I bet if he was here, he'd give it a 10. Sure. You know, and I want to say one thing about uh, that Senator said when he, when he was uh, saying why he gave it a 9 and not a 10. This to me in every way 
despite the other cigars I, I prefer and smoke, I guess, on a regular basis because I can get them more frequently, this really is a perfect cigar for me. It's a perfect cigar for my palate. It's interesting. It's different. It's, um, it's, it's sweet. It's, it's got everything. So it is that for me. That is why it's a 10 for me. I, I would smoke this as much as I possibly could. So let me ask you a question. So what, what would you do if you had a Reserva? Like a Cohiba Reserva. Like rate it wise? Uh, yeah. I'd I mean, have to smoke just, it. I don't know. Maybe take I, our I, maybe take our clothes off. It's so good. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. have to give it an eleven. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Oh, that's I, I'm very doubtful of that. I, I, I think I'd throw it in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I, I just don't love Cohiba flavor. So I I I'm, I mean not just Cohiba, even there's a lot of other reserves. Oh, if it's like a Partigas Reserva, yeah. I'll I'll be uh, Bam and I'll both have our clothes off. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd be chasing all of you around the room. And you'd be running for your lives. <laughs> That's a horrible visual. It is. Me. It is. Horrible. <laughs> horrible visual. I'm going to sue you for like, like trauma. Mental, uh, mental anguish. PTSD. PTSD. All right, boys. A 9.4 for the K Dorsey Coronas Claro. So glad we did this tonight. What a smoke. And, don't uh, don't buy them. Yeah, we yeah, if, don't buy them. They're all they're all fake. <laughs> they're so, yeah, you don't want them. <laughs> if you do find any, send them to us. Just email me. I'll give you the address. We'll take them off your hands. No problem. All right, boys. Awesome cigar, and uh, we'll see you next week. Keep smoking. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, loungelizardspod, P-O-D, that's loungelizardspod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>